welcome to episode 31, 31 of the Making Margin podcast. This is Nick Foy. I'm the founder of Greenway Wealth Advisors. We are a financial planning and investment management firm based in the south end of Charlotte, North Carolina. I've got three guests with me today, three other people joining me. Uh, I'll introduce you you first because you weren't on episode 30, Natalie. My wife and our CFO and an associate advisor, Natalie Foy. Hello. Hello. Uh, Drew Harris is a senior advisor. Hi. And Jeff Eminger is our director of financial planning. Good morning. Allie. Good afternoon or night. <laughs> <laughs> whenever, whenever this is hitting your ears. Um, all right. So today we're talking about what influences your purchasing decisions. We got to maybe come up with a snappier name. So by the time this actually has a title, I'm going to task Drew to come up with something more interesting. So you might, that might not be the title on the podcast as you are listening to it today. But at the time of recording, that's the best that I could come up with. What influences your purchases? Okay. My son is 10 and he's, he's a very perceptive young man. Would you not say Natalie? Yes. He's a very perceptive young man and he now likes watching sports a lot, which I tried to get him to watch sports a couple years ago. He had no interest and now he's probably too interested. And so we got to kind of find a happy medium there. But anyway, he likes to watch. So we sit down, we're watching football and with football comes commercials, right? You got between quarters, you got timeouts, you got the two minute warning, which is an amazing invention by the NFL just to sell more ad space, halftime, all this time. Commercials, and he's starting to pick up on the commercials, is he not? He knows every insurance ad you could possibly know. He knows a lot about Geico, Progressive, Nationwide, Nationwide, Farmers, Liberty Mutual. Yeah, what is with insurance? They advertise like crazy. But anyway, he is, he's remembering ads, he's remembering details about ads, and he's picking up on ads that are selling image versus those that are actually specifying why a product is superior or why the company would claim a product is superior. So let me give you an example. His mom and dad both have Google Pixel phones, which make us quite unique in the world of humanity. <laughs> not, not a lot of people have Google Pixel phones. It doesn't mean it's actually, it's actually, where the iPhone will be in 20 or 30 years is what we have now in a pixel, but that's a different topic for a different day. When the Google, when the Google ad comes on, they talk about all the features that make the Google phone a better phone. Oh, it's got a good camera and it's good. Yeah. Hey, okay, Google, she's great, whatever, whatever. When the iPhone ad comes on, he, he noticed this. It doesn't talk anything about why the iPhone is a great phone. It's just a bunch of good looking people dancing and colors and things, right? Because Apple is the market leader in this space. They don't have to sell features anymore. They are just controlling the actual brand marketing decision. They've already done that. They, people already know they're going to buy an iPhone, no matter what the ad says. And so they just have to continue just keeping up with that, and people get excited about it. Is this true? True. All right. So when they, when he sits there and watches these ads, he can very easily perceive, he's like, they didn't say anything about the phone. All they said was, uh, was people dancing. So I've been very proud of him for picking up on this, but it also led me to think we should talk about this to say, what influences you uh, in a product buying decision? Like, are you influenced by, sorry about the beep, sir. We should have the delivery man come in and out. Good. Are you influenced by the actual image of the brand? How much does that matter to you? It probably matters more than you think it does or you're willing to admit. 
um, versus how much are you influenced by the product and the price and everything else associated with it. Does that make sense? Yep. Yes. Right. Um, the reason I want to look at this, just one last thing, is that we and a lot of our clients say, man, I don't know where that money went. We had this much money in the account. Now we got less, and I don't know what happened to it. So where's that money going? How do we control for that a little bit better? So Drew recently made a decent-sized purchase. How long ago did you buy your dishwasher? Oh, we got the dishwasher about two months ago. Two months ago. Yeah. A dishwasher is a need, right, unless no. you're going to wash them by hand, which most people refuse to do. Yeah. No. I don't really blame them. This might be unique to... The developed world but whatever. this is unique yeah apologize to people who don't have the option to have a yeah. dishwasher sorry acknowledging that there is m much of humanity that still does not um how did you make the decision on which dishwasher to buy so this is a need versus a well we'll call it a need versus needish 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 um but we did first so it uh, the the dishwasher that came with the house um that we got eight years ago or knew how eight years ago broke we tried to get it repaired what kind was it? That one was a Samsung. Okay. And couldn't be repaired for, you know, except for like 500 bucks. Okay. Um, and so then we decided to get a new one. Um, there's a shortage of everything, everything, including <laughs> dishwashers. Yeah. Um, and so then we were really kind of limited by what was available. Cause you're not going to wait on this. Not going to wait. Um, and then, but we decided to go with a certain name brand that has a good reputation. Um, Can you share? Are you are you feel okay sharing which brand of dishwasher? This is similar to kind of the cars. I think I've got a, you know, I think it's a Bosch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Laura Beth, my wife, wanted uh, three racks. Oh yeah. Um, that uh -huh. was one of the things. Uh -huh. And then what really kind of like sold? I mean, there was a price element, you know, to it, of course, um, and then the brand. But then the customer service that she got. From where? She went to um, an appliance store that was kind of in, in South Charlotte. Okay. And the guy like just talked her through, gave pro and con and why this is great and why you don't need to go up to this level because essentially it just has bells and whistles that you really aren't going to use. Yeah. It's, so, four, it's four decibels quieter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So for Laura Beth, the, the customer service experience was really kind of the tipping point. Interesting. But then there's also just the scarcity and like we're desperate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. These are interesting things because with that brand may not necessarily matter. Like she walked in, did she walk in looking for a Bosch specifically? She did. Um, she had what, emailed me, emailed me for our dishwasher because I said we were very happy with it. And yeah. So Bosch was what I suggested. Wow. Are you happy with it so far? Uh, yes. Yes. It, it's it's gone pretty well. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, like we. She'd done some research, is she, what I'm saying. Yeah. Research of you know, finding out what you. Well, I'm sure it wasn't just me that she reached out to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they're German made. Well, I don't know if they're made in Germany, but they're German engineered. We've given two plugs to Germany. You know, <laughs> Germans do a lot of things well. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So that's a need. She went in, she had a good experience in the place. And we talked about that in preparation here a little bit, was that uh, sometimes this experience when you walk into whatever it is that you're going to spend money on, whether it's a need like that or a want, as in Natalie's case. Well, yeah, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, as we were talking, preparing for this, how uh, you walk into a store like Tacova's, which if you're not familiar with, they sell cowboy boots, which you would think wouldn't be that popular, but they've really seemed to nail the concept. Um, we have a store just go in here right near our office 
And when, uh, by the way, when it first went in, we were both like, we were like, who's buying who's cowboy south boots? End of Charlotte Charlotte wants cowboy boots. Turns out Nick and I have both bought cowboy boots. Actually, I haven't. No. You're, you're giving them to me for Christmas. One of them is a Christmas present that he happens to know about. Yeah. Um, but you walk in there, it smells like fine leather. It smells amazing. They've got, you know, the boots all neatly laid out on the shelves. The people working there could be on Yellowstone, like the way that they're dressed and everything. You're like, oh, wow, I feel, I really, this feels authentic. Yeah. And so you see <laughs> everything's beautifully displayed. And then you walk in, they say, welcome to Tacovas. And they immediately offer you a beer or a sparkling water and. Or a bourbon, I believe. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I know they have the beer and the sparkling water. And yeah. uh, they hand you one and they say, oh, just feel free to look around. And you're like, this is a lovely experience. Yeah. It's it's very nice. I mean, I, I was already thinking about getting cowboy boots. And, you know, maybe maybe I go ahead and do it now. And when we were in Nashville a couple weeks ago for the Garth Brooks concert, the cowboy boots, we walked into a lot of different boot places and boot barn and whatever. And there's a billion cowboy boots. Yes. Right. And some are really expensive and some are really cheap. Right. And um, but Tacovas has a you mentioned this earlier, a relatively limited Selection. number of well merchandised. And they say they've basically removed the middleman, yeah, even though they still have stores. So I'm not exactly sure. But they uh, they go directly to the factory. So they're giving you a great value boot. <laughs> yeah. Which may or may not necessarily be true. But I think it's a uh, well. They're, I mean, they're selling their own boot. They're not reselling like right. other, other places. So yeah. that's that's probably an extra step in the process. Yep. But um, all those things, the the whole feeling of going the in, experience, the experience, and they are great at doing Instagram ads. I mean, that gets you. Instagram ads are really powerful. I mean, for me, they're somewhat really? powerful. Absolutely. Anything you're looking for on the internet that will show up as an Instagram ad. And it is a very powerful medium that influences buying decisions. Absolutely. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm just laughing about the ones that I know you have, have, have influenced you. Uh, the normal brand. Normal brand. Tacovas. Yeah. Marine layer, probably. Marine layer. I mean. And I don't even own a bunch of their if stuff. If you don't know Nick, you get a pretty good sense of who he is. Yeah. Based on that list. It's true. I mean, yeah, for sure. No, they don't influence me. Because <laughs> you're not on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, I, I do think that that medium is particularly good at shaping uh, perceptions about brands. I agree. Yeah. And they're good at targeting. I mean, the targeting is way better than any other. I'm not on Facebook. Twitter is terrible at it. I think, I mean, I think one of the reasons as we think about factors that influence purchasing decisions and one of the reasons Instagram is um, very effective is that a lot of time people are looking for or to meet the social norm. And so when you see that displayed on Instagram and it's targeted to, to you and a lot of times the people look like people who are in the same stage of your life. Who you want to hang out with. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's validating that need to to fit social norm um, just based on the fact that they they already can see what you like and don't like on Instagram and the message seems to be tailored to someone with your interests. Yeah. Guys, do y'all really want to hang out with the people from Yellowstone? I'm gonna, every time we watch a show, I'm like, I want to go hang out on that ranch. It's just exploring. Right? Okay. Yeah. I'd, I'd hang out with, I want, I want Rip on my side. <laughs> 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 I, I want him 
I want to somehow be on his good side. <laughs> I feel like he's a good guy to he's he's a bad guy to have as an enemy. You think that's fair? I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard he's actually I haven't even looked at him. He's an Englishman with red. He's a ginger Englishman. Wow. Yeah. He they they dye his hair. Talk about branding. Yeah. That's yeah. his branding, yeah. Yeah. I mean it's kinda of sorry, right. that was a Okay, so, talk about that. Yeah, my okay. But it's good though. We we Drew talked about a need, and basically, LB, his wife, was influenced to. She she made the decision. Sounds like uh, on her own. It sounds like totally separate from you. You had no I, input. In the, I was involved in a lot of phone calls, but yes. But the decision versus <laughs> the want. I mean, we need cowboy boots. Like I need to jump off the roof. You know. Um, no, I'm sorry. I was going to. At least two country, country concerts. concerts. That's and, a good point. Yeah. Okay, so, I take that back. And, and I justified it too, saying, "Oh, my daughter will wear these at one point too." Yeah, yeah. Really? because that it's such totally, yeah, it's totally, such, it's totally self-justified. This purchase. It's such a and it's a high-quality boot that'll last that long because yeah. we didn't get the boot barn cheapest one, heirloom quality. Yeah, <laughs> right. and I even texted my sisters about it, and and in as a way to get justification too, like. Is this so ridiculous? And they said no. And I was like, I'm even thinking about Nora can use them when she's older. So I went through all of the steps on this one. I loved hearing that. <laughs> That's funny. Your sisters are in, relatively influential, I would say, for your purchasing decisions in a lot of ways. The four of you, who her sisters, I love her. They're amazing. They um, influence each other's purchasing decisions in really powerful ways. And your mom, too. Yeah. And I think that's another way that we will get to, to exactly what you said, justification on our decisions, either yes, you should do this, or no, you shouldn't, from the people that we most care about. Right. Um, our good friend works for the parent company of a, a, an outdoor brand. I'm wearing the, uh, the vest right now. And every six months or so, the friends and family discount will come along, and they'll send it to me. And I'll buy stuff because of the original price was this. The new price is 50% less than that. And you anchor the price based on what the original price was. And then you say, wow, I'm getting a really, a really good price on this. And it's high quality stuff. Uh, right? Nick, Nick, Justification. Every time we get this part of the family coupon, I'm like, it's cost us so much money. Well, my sister says the same thing. Huge box of stuff. I'm like, I return a lot. We don't, don't try need, different sizes. You don't need any more winter caps. We live in Charlotte. <laughs> As I, the older I get, the colder I get. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I, I think that um, my my brother-in-law and sister-in-law live in Colorado. My sister and brother-in-law live in Colorado. And uh, I will send him the friends and family code, too, when it comes along. And my sister's like, no more. Same thing. <laughs> Scott has everything from there. So, yeah. but it's good stuff. And uh, I like wearing Yeah, you're in the self-justification stage. Self-justification. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, all right, so we've talked about advertising and the influence of that. Jeff, I want to hear from you because I haven't heard anything. What are you thinking right now? What is going on in your brain as far as when you guys make a purchasing decision, either you personally or you and Grace? Um, I, I'm really an over-researcher, so if it's anything of consequence, I'm definitely like I spend way too much time diving into it, and then usually I don't buy anything. And then it'll come back around like six months later. I'll think about it again. I'll yeah. like research it again. Yeah. So I, I say I waste a lot of time, but it's probably like a good thing for me too. Um, and then at some point I'll get, we were talking about this a little bit um, just before we started it. At some point you like get tired of all the decision making and then you're just like, oh, well, I'll just do it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's usually what gets me. Yeah. 
um, we usually like trusted sources are huge. So if it's like, uh, you know, people that podcasts that I listen to, um, or like people in my life that I know have lots of experience around like a certain thing, like that's really influential to me. Um, anymore, if you look at reviews, like online so hard to know it's so hard because a lot of them it's like oh i just got this thing yesterday and it looks great so i'm going to give it a five yeah. star review and it's or, like that doesn't really yeah or the shipping anything. was late like and yeah so i'm gonna give it one star exactly so th there's there's a lot of nuance to online reviews so that's yeah. why i think like uh, more and more we kind of like go to each other and other trusted sources to to know for making a good decision because at least if somebody else has told you it's a good decision and like it doesn't work out that well you're like well i don't feel like such an idiot yeah because if I, you're like the only person well we're not friends <laughs> anyway if it's a very serious one like a dishwasher there's a lot of risk associated with telling somebody that this is a great thing if it doesn't work out yeah yeah i mean i'm not gonna you're not gonna like <laughs> you're not gonna go over and like wash their dishes for them no. <laughs> you hope it works out for, a very long listen time. for anything again but no to your point like amazon reviews are terrible now yeah where everyone like is a knockoff product or it's and you read the reviews you're like this person did not use the whatever thing is but it's got four and a half stars and you go read the bad ones and you're like oh wow this is not the thing that i thought it was and for a lot of things now, I have to look on like Reddit. And I don't use, I'm not, I don't have a Reddit username, but I'll Google whatever the thing is, Reddit, and go on and see what actually, because that's the only place like people yeah. are actually talking versus there's so many um, blogs that exist and uh, different sites that exist just to make you think that something's great, even yeah. if it's not. And so you look up such and such, is this a scam or whatever? And there's whole sites devoted to telling you why whatever this thing is. Yeah. Scam. And unless it's a brand that you trust anyway, Exactly. Then for a lot of things, you have to do that. Yeah. I, let's see, my son's three. When we bought his crib mattress, I was I was a crazy person. Yes. This was that. Allie. I did Allie this too with something. mattresses. Because I was like... I, I bought the kids' mattresses, the, the crib mattresses. <laughs> What's good enough for the sweetest? True, you want to like, give him a, good a few minutes me. here? We can step to yeah, good enough for me. <laughs> maybe maybe the, their, their mattresses on their bed now. Their current mattresses. Their current ones, yeah. They don't have cribs I, anymore. I, I remember this in their cribs because I just went and just bought the thing that I saw. The Serta or whatever. Great. That's fine. Boom. Done. It's a baby. Whatever. It was not Serta. Allie went through 10 stages of grief and she spent days same as you like yeah. oh is, is it organic enough is it got is my baby gonna get lung cancer is my baby getting off gassed <laughs> yeah from this phone yeah right? yeah like boy that would be so i mean those are very those are scary decisions i've also had the the problem of because i'm a researcher too when it comes to purchases mm -hmm. and so i think we're probably not well nick's probably more representative of the the general population <laughs> where he buys more on impulse than i would imagine the the rest of us do I'm like, I spent an hour reading reviews on Amazon about these different squeegees, and it's like a seven dollar item. Yeah. Like just buy <laughs> yeah, I a dead squeegee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's yeah, but there's no like reputable trusted squeegee brands. No, yeah. Right. Like when I, I decided it was time this is a few years ago to get mesh Wi-Fi. So we could have Wi-Fi coverage in the house. And I Google had the Wi-Fi and I went and bought the Google Wi-Fi, and it's been fantastic. Amazon's got a Wi-Fi thing, Oompa or Oompa, I don't know what it's called. They've got another, they've got a mesh Wi-Fi. 
But when friends come to me, hey, do you have mesh Wi-Fi? I'm like, yeah, I got the Google Wi-Fi, and you should get the Google Wi-Fi, and it works great. And I'm sure the Amazon one does too, because those either one of those brands. But if it were some other thing, a, a, a producer that I'd never heard of, I'd be very concerned about. Do y'all have um, like categories or like consistent categories of frivolous purchases? You know what I'm saying? Um, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Do you go back to the same things for your splurges mine's probably clothing yeah i think i think mine is just based on stage of life so i i, I was thinking about this like there have been times when i've spent a year looking at different rugs and then you finally make a purchase and you know then it's on to something else um but it's like an obsessive or it's an obsession with one particular thing like or thinking about when i first moved from college and moved here on my own and you know, I spent every weekend in one of the home stores um, trying to you know furnish a place. So it's more like stage of life, yeah. and you think you're never going to get out of that. And then I'm like, when was the last time I went to Home Goods? Um, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I do. I tend to get really involved in my hobbies, and golf is probably the one that's most in my pocketbook over the years. <laughs> My, it phases in and out, and right now it's in a... Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I'm, I also have an interest in photography, but I haven't like spent money on that in right. a long time, other than I just got some, some film. But otherwise, yeah, it's not, not cost me a lot of money recently. Yeah. Um, all right, so what guardrails can people put in place in order to prevent overspending frivolously uh, on, on random purchases? I think it's a great question, but I almost thought we could almost do kind of a Yellowstone where we don't have resolution, you know? Yeah. And I mean, just like talk about the bad and not do that. But, but anyway, <laughs> you're fine. I think, I think understanding how you are being influenced is important. And I think um, putting yourself in a position to make the, the wisest choices is, it's an intentional process. But just like I'd say, don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry without a list. Um, don't you know, go online shopping when you're overwhelmed by having made decisions and feel like you've probably already made some bad decisions and you're more likely to be like, well, let's just spend, I've already overspent, so let's just keep it going and hope that this works out yeah. kind of thing. So understanding the, um, the situations that get you into trouble and avoiding shopping or, or making purchases when, when those situations arise. It's good. Um, I think like I'm not a big fan of budgeting as a general practice for like month to month budgeting, I think is it doesn't really work that well for many people um, and it doesn't work for me. But revisiting a budget and kind of looking at how you've spent money over a period of time mm-hmm. um, and seeing like, are you proud of it or not? Or what jumps out and where, where is your money not aligning to your philosophies and your values in life? Yeah. I think that's a big one. That's good. Um, I think, I mean, like finding themes of where you're spending, you know, what's uh, back to that kind of like, what are the consistent splurges? Um, and then like maybe what's adding up, um, recognizing that, you know, some purchases, 
you know, are small and insignificant, but if you do them a lot, then they become big. Um, and then I think just kind of maybe having a reflective kind of why, you know, why did I buy this? Uh, you know, I'm thinking about Natalie mentioned before, as we were prepping, you know, just of going that some things are happening, some purchases are happening because of pattern, you know, so I drive by here and then I stop to get the coffee and I do that every day. And it's, it's circumstantial. If you changed your, you know, uh, commuter, your ride, then you wouldn't stop there. And there's other things like that. I go onto this site and then I get advertised to because this, so therefore I buy, yeah. and, you know, why did I buy that? Um, and did it fulfill, um, do I want to be to keep doing this? Yeah. Habits. I think another thing is if we like a lot of what we work with our clients on early on in our relationships is figuring out like, what are the big goals and the, the big things that they want their money to be doing. And if you have something better for those dollars to do, it makes it a little easier to pass. And um, so I think just coming back to like a big overarching like goal or philosophy on money helps to, to be able to make those decisions at that time. Yeah. Right. I think that's so true. And we talk about often the trade-off. If you spend now, yep. you won't have it to spend later. Exactly. And maybe evaluating your purchases. I, I like the, the thought you had, Jeff, of, like backing up and looking at your expenses for the, the past few months and what you thought was going to bring you lots of pleasure did it. And if not, you know, recognize what it cost you in terms of your long-term goals as yeah. well. Just being intentional about it. There's a really good documentary. Um, it's now several years old, but it's on Netflix still minimalism. Uh -huh. And it, it's all about, um, you know, like we buy all these things because, we think they're going to make us happy, but they're not really doing their job. And um, I think for anybody that that struggles with uh, overspending or buying things that ultimately don't make them happy, um, that's a great place to to be able to hear some voices around that mm -hmm. and um, give potentially some framework to kind of how to think about those purchases in the future. Um. Ramit Seti, he has a book called I Will Teach You to Be Rich. I referred Natalie to this yesterday um, to give to somebody. And uh, one of the things he talks about is that control your spending so that you can splurge on whatever those things are that you like to splurge on and be okay with that. And I think that's interesting, right? Like if you really like to travel, be okay splurging, spending a lot of money on travel if you've set yourself up for that. His things are, he has, I don't remember what his things are. He has a couple things and they're consumables. But he's like, I really like spending money on whatever and I want to be able to do that. And so, but I've done all the other stuff so that I can do that and be fine with it. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's terrible. And in some ways, like, if as long as you're, we talk about it, as long as you're giving what you feel like you should be giving, as long as you're saving as much as you need to save in order to get where you want to go, then the spending part becomes less important. Of course, there's always trade-offs where you can say, well, if I had not done this, then I could have done that. But if you say, no, I'm going to be okay with this and I'm saving enough so that I can be financially independent by whatever time, then be okay with that. Um, but if you're spending so much that you're not, that it's, you're sacrificing those things that are then more important and are more valuable to you, then you got to figure that out and everybody's different on what that means. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for episode 31. 
we've scheduled on our schedule the first Wednesday of every month to record podcasts. And so uh, hopefully we can. Drew's, it's Drew's job to come up with topics for the next no, no, six no, months. No, I, I just had the title. Um, <laughs> but why we buy. That's why we buy. I like it. All right. You have a title now. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us.